two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Well, did you know that, yeah, the CDC just came out and said if you're using USB mics, um, you have to put a put a mask on it. <laughs> I mean, I've got that like spit sock guard. Does that right? Count? Yeah, that kind. Of, maybe that counts. Mm. I don't know. But actually, what was? Oh God, what was that? It was. It was like the early like first couple months of the pandemic and it was either like a press conference or something like that. It was something that had a microphone and yeah, like between with multiple speakers and between the speakers, somebody came out and like sprayed the mic with like disinfectant or there was a mask. It was some, it was some stupid thing where it's like, why are you concerned about the microphone getting germs? (laughs) You don't have to mask the microphone. (laughs) That's not, that's not, I'm pretty like we we don't know what this thing is, uh, but I'm pretty sure yeah you don't have to like disinfect the like pop filter on the microphone. <laughs> at least they were trying, man. I feel like at true. this point everyone's like, no, we're all gonna die. Yeah, true. I, I, again, it, it was yeah the early part of the pandemic was a simpler time, a gentler time. We were all sleeping in. <laughs> We were like, oh, yeah, I remember crocheting. I haven't done that in a while. That sounds fun. <laughs> old... Remember sourdough? Remember how yeah, we remember how Yeah, we sourdough all had sourdough and, and uh, old man McGillicuddy uh, needs his lawn mowed. I'll just pop over and mow his lawn for him because <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's weird how that, how it is. And now, you know, we're in. February coming up on like two years of this thing and yeah just just like you're saying Mark like there there seems to be like two factions of uh holy shit we got to keep doing stuff ah and then another part that says holy shit we got to stop doing stuff ah and then there's a third part a quieter part a more contemplative part a chiller part that says why don't we See what those two wizards are up to over at the Two Wizards podcast. And that's where we are. We're in that part. Uh, And you listeners, hopefully you are as well. Hopefully you're not caught up in the madness of this or that or, uh, hey, I drive a semi-truck and I want to honk my horn, but but I'm not necessarily going to be like hunting down Justin Trudeau. We're just here to hang out. That's us. That's us. Uh, And welcome once more. Glad to have you with us. My name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And yeah, I... I feel you. Like, I want to drive the semi-truck and honk my horn, but I'm also driving by a hospital, so I better not. But... At the same time, it's a children's hospital, so I'm like, what do I do? Those kids are going to love this air horn, and... Right. You know. Am I the asshole? I don't know. Well, and uh, it's already well established that I am an avid player of American Truck Simulator on Steam. So I'm in a weird spot. Like, I want to post screenshots of, oh, hey, look at me driving around, like, digitized uh, Colorado. But then I don't want to get kept, I don't want to get swept up in the whole, like, oh, you're one of those types. Well, so what if he is? And I I, I just want to talk about driving semi-trucks. <laughs> 
I feel like you could. Yeah, and I should. I should be able to. I should be able to. But yeah. but y- 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 you know, sometimes yeah. So sometimes you're right. You just gotta pull that big rig over. Um, make sure that you you know keys are out of the ignition. You're not driving under the influence, but you just want. Sometimes you just want something that's that that that's cool and refreshing uh, to 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 kind of wash the sorrows away. So, Mark, what do you have with you in your wizard's tankard? Well, I've been trying to be a good boy, and mm-hmm. yes, it's that's been right. Like a month since I had no beers, except for the one time when you were in Alamosa and we drank True. like twenty beers between the two of us. <laughs> but then. <laughs> That was a very special time. Beers between the two of us. Very special time. Very, yeah, very and I reckon you gotta have like, you know, like when you're like really trying to get in shape. They say like, oh yeah, you know, have your cheat day, have your cheat meal. Yes. Well, goddamn it, Sunday nights are my cheat beers. Uh huh. True. And That's um, true. yeah. So I got something a little special here. I've got from Deschutes Brewing. Oh yeah. And I don't know how you say this. I'm assuming it's a J, but it looks like it might be a T. So it's either Jubilale or Tubalale. <laughs> Uh, something. A festive winter ale. Cozy up to the fireside with this festive winter ale full of spice notes and a robust malt character of toffee and dusted cocoa. An original since 1988. And then I realized this beer and I are the same age. I mean, we're not, but we are. And right, that, the, the recipe. God, that's kind of, that's weird. That's, that's kind of weird. That would be, yeah, that would be, yeah, pretty off-putting. That you're like, oh, yeah, this, this beer's okay. Wait, what? We could be... We would have graduated high school the same time. I would have been giving I, him what a did swirly. Would this beer do different than I did? Yeah. Like, yeah, was this beer cool? Like, yeah, would he have invited me to his uh, birthday party in fourth grade, or would he have given me the fake invite? Like, oh no, go to the other Pizza Hut, not the not the one where everybody is. Um, <laughs> the not- party's at six, and you get there at five forty-five, and they're all packing up. You're like, what's going on? Oh. <laughs> Oh, wait. Hey. The, oh, duh, dang. Well, but also to the naming thing, uh, yeah, because it is like a like a Christmas ale or winter ale, whatever, I could see it being both. I could see it being like a J for like ju like Jubilee, Jubilale. But then yeah. I but then I could also see it being a T for like the a very tuba Christmas. So I just I'm I'm just not <laughs> sure. Did did Deschutes Jubilee play at a very tube of Christmas with the young Mark Jones? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe yeah, maybe the mind reels. <laughs> the mind truly reels. Well, I'm my <laughs> mind is also reeling for this one. Um, what's in my uh, wizard's tankard? At least starting off here. This is uh, courtesy of Wolf's Ridge Brewing here in Columbus, Ohio. One of my favorites, and this is nice. their uh, Buchenrauch. Buchenrauch beer which is okay. a smoked lager uh and its profile says uh campfire savory bacon so oh, all right say that again it's a smoked lager campfire savory bacon yeah that's apparently the flavor profile and it says um literally meaning beach smoke as in like beach would be e-e-c-h uh, our Rauch beer is uh, brewed and named for the time-honored tradition of using beechwood smoked malt in the beers of uh, Bomberg. Smooth smoke and crusty bread notes complement the rich mahogany color. Mahogany! This is one of our most award-winning beers, now proudly in a can for your enjoyment. But they say it's bacony, so I like, does it have bacon in, in this? Is this halal? Is, is this kosher? I, I, I don't know. Um, 
I I I don't see mm. the little so 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 anyway, who knows what this is going to be? Uh, just but very smoky, I guess. Very very smoky beer. So uh, here's here's Anya, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Oh yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, okay, so I'm just smelling it. Yeah. And yeah, that's definitely smoky. It smells like bacon. It smells like bacon. Okay. Is it good bacon or is it bad bacon taste? No, it's it's good. Um, at least the actual tasting, it, it definitely is smoky. I'm not getting any like specifically umami meat, just lots and lots of smoke. And now like I almost wish there was. I almost wish there was like actual bacon in this beer. Cause well, I, do you have any bacon bits in your like cabinet or something? Just go dump them in. Well, the the Mrs. Wizard did. Um, she did buy some uh, bacon tips that we're gonna roast See? up and do something with. I, well, shoot, maybe I'll maybe I'll text her real quick. Say, honey, can you <laughs> can you put the bacon tips in the toaster oven and then bring them up and put them on a little toothpick for my beer? <laughs> oh lordy. Well, so Mark, I think also I, I think we're both just feeling a little squirrely, a little silly. It's, I am super squirrely. Yeah, and um, there was this you know sort of big winter storm that swept across the country there. I, you said it like only kind of hit the valley. Um, our buddy Shane up in Denver, he he texted me and he was he was driving the snowplow around. So I know they got a bunch of snow up there. It kind of hit us here in Columbus. Yeah. So yeah, I think it is. Maybe some of that squirreliness is like a bit of cabin fever, a bit of like winter. Like we both like winter. We both like the cold, but you know, it does. It, it does kind of wear on you a little bit, but um but, so like there's seasonal depression. Yeah, right. But then I think there's also like seasonal can we fucking get on with it? <laughs> yeah, yes, precisely. That is precisely. And it's like it. yeah. Especially with like this year cuz winter's been so damn warm and now in like January and February I decided to like actually do something yeah. and it's like okay, where were you Christmas? Why couldn't I find you? And it's because you and I are bad boys and <laughs> I, I we don't yes. deserve snow, but whatever. Yeah, like, it I was. Don't... No, I don't know. I was, I was, I was uh, uh, talking with one of the professors here, um, who was also saying, like, man, I, I even grew up in this area, and now here's all this cold and snow. It's kind of rocking me. And I was saying, like, yeah, like, where was it ex- exactly what you were saying? Where was this in Christmas? Like, snow in January? It's, it's, it's. Well, because this was a college professor, and I feel like I had to flex a bit. It's like snow in January. This is superfluous, um, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> who gives a shit yeah. about snow in January? It's 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 beyond the point now, but you know, so we don't want to completely just kind of sit back and drink our beers in loose robes. We do have a topic, and it's one that I think we're both excited about. So maybe this will get us through our like seasonal. Just can we get the fuck on? Uh, what 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 are we going to talk about? What's our topic today? Well, I th- I think it's really weird, Josh. I'm going to be honest because like you. So last okay, here we go. Last week with Hellhounds, I had very briefly mentioned about. How come we haven't really established a corner on the breakfast beer market? Mm-hmm, true. And now here you are drinking, drinking, a, drinking bacon a bacon beer. beer. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. And it's kind of a thing that maybe needs some special containment <gasps> protocols to, you know, enjoy it better. Maybe it needs to be taken out of a mug, but it's probably, you know, definitely a safe class. And that's right, everybody. It's SCP part two Woo, or number SCP two, part two or whatever two, it is. Whatever we're doing. <laughs> whap, 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 whap. I'll put those air horns in later. 
<laughs> right, right. We're doing SCP again. Josh and I are going to read some SCPs. We're going to talk about them. We're going to laugh about them. I hope it's not as gross as the last time we did it with right. drain worms, which was the worst thing uh, I've ever read in my life. So, so as the Mrs. Wizard was, you know, we were hanging out, we're doing our weekend chores and doing that stuff. She was asking like, oh, yeah, what are you guys talking about today? And I filled her in about uh, SCP episode number one. And she did know she was she was unfamiliar with SCP. And and I was. I was telling her, like, well, you know, they ranged from, like, pretty pretty silly, like this pogo stick that has, like, an infinite bounce. <laughs> pretty sure we, like, uh, uh, we're tracking its orbit around Jupiter right now. They can range from that to, like, yeah, creepy, like, drain worms. And so I was telling her, yeah, I was yeah. telling her about drain worms. She was like, oh, I don't like that. That sounds, that sounds awful. I was like, I know. That's why there's different levels and different classifications. And, yes, that's why... That because she wasn't quite aware, that just indicated to me that like yes, we are absolutely due for another SCP episode because we need to secure, we need to contain, and we need to protect. So, um, well, so what if what if I yeah. what, what if I start us off here? Um, Hell yeah, uh, dude, take her away. Because uh, as also I'm on record, I just have to be cute and I have to find a theme. I even told myself, Josh, just like pick some, just like look at names that sound interesting, uh, and, and do those. But I started looking at some, and then I had a cute idea, and I thought, no, no, I got to be cute. Uh, so let's see if the listeners can. I I won't say my theme, but I'll but I'll share okay. share with the listeners. Maybe can be maybe they can figure out later. Uh, but my first one, I would like to uh, uh, share with everybody. This is a Euc- a Euclid uh, class, and this is uh, SCP number zero zero nine, Red Ice. Okay. And so uh, it says that uh, this subject is to be contained within a sealed storage tank of heat-resistant alloy with dimensions not less than 14 square meters. Which, like, that's that's pretty cozy, I think. I think that's pretty cozy. Yeah. You can do a lot worse than that. Um, yeah. But what this is, and, and it also, as, as you might imagine, um, it, it says that we've got to keep this cold. Under no circumstances should SCP-009 be exposed to temperatures in, ex- in excess of zero degrees Celsius. And if at any time the temperature in the containment area climbs above minus five degrees uh, Celsius, the chamber is to be locked down immediately and flooded with coolant until the temperature has been brought back down to between minus 30 and minus 25 degrees Celsius. Um, okay. So what is this thing? What is this thing that we have to keep super cold? Well, um, as you can imagine, it looks like ice. It kind of has a reddish hue, although in small amounts, uh, it seems colorless. Uh, But its most notable property uh, is the fact that SCP-009's reaction to temperature extremes is exactly opposite that of standard H2O, water. Okay. So it assumes a liquid phase at temperatures between minus 100 Celsius and zero degrees Celsius, and converts into and it converts into a solid state above those temperatures. And if it gets below 100 degrees Celsius, uh, it'll vaporize into something like steam. Um, huh. So yeah, it's just um, there's there we're not quite sure. Again, we're not quite sure what this thing is. Uh, we, we can't really get a hold of its atomic structure. We can't really get a hold of that. Uh, tests indicate that the subject is composed of the same combination of hydrogen and, and oxygen as normal water, leaving us to speculate that the source of the subject's abnormalities may be the atoms themselves. 
but uh, it's it. This thing was found. This thing was found in Alaska on uh, November fifth, nineteen redacted, sometime in the twentieth century. And it says that the foundation the foundation became involved after reports were obtained from the native redactive tribe, uh, who came across the mangled bodies of a team of seal hunters, which had apparently been shipwrecked some kilometers from the village and all the victims were found encased in red ice cause of death recorded as internal bleeding oh shit so yeah this was some sort of weird and as i was reading through this the, through this i immediately kind of thought of our um uh antarctic episode and like how 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 hard it was for the, some of those early explorers to to get to the south pole but apparently this is up in the north pole or around that area yeah it's this weird kind of red ice thing that um i'm not quite sure what it is still it's weird maybe it kills people maybe it's just mm. a this weird thing uh although on a related note it says that you know maybe we could use this stuff uh, uh, in uh, cold fusion research. So, oh, okay. like global warming, uh, burning fossil fuels, looking at like re- renewable energy. Maybe if we get enough of this stuff, um, we can we can solve we can solve the the climate crisis. Hell yeah! <laughs> so yeah, red ice by killing us all. Yeah, by killing us all. But anyway, more to the point. SCP 9 Red ice. Red ice. Red ice. Right on. <laughs> anyway, SCPs. Anyway, so SCPs. Mo- something truly on. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was not cute. I so I took these off um SCP or the SCP dot foundation. Oh yeah. I think that's what you used as your source in the last one. I used a wiki or something, but <laughs> whatever. I just picked this one, and I literally just took my fire and like flipped the page up and like stabbed my finger on a thing. And if it wasn't a giant wall of text, I was like, all right, we're doing this one. Mm. So in no particular order here with my first one, SCP-475, Pope Soap. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Pope Soap. <laughs> so 475 is to be kept in a watertight containment locker in storage unit 45C of Site-36. All testing with para-religions require permission from Site Director. To prevent religious groups of interest from learning of the object's, object's existence, knowledge of SCP-475 is to follow level 3 info security protocol. Ooh, Ooh ominous. <laughs> um, what it is is an ornate sculpture of soap depicting an unidentified pope. <laughs> it is inscribed at the base of the statue with the phrase, Cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> Apparently, it is just a regular long-chain saturated fatty acid, totaling 89% of its mass, uh, corresponding with an attached hydrophilic head. Mm. So, there you go. I don't know know about any of all that, but what I do know is that when it comes in contact with water and is applied to skin, all accumulation of foreign contaminants are removed. Tested materials include dead skin cells, perspiration, bodily parasites, mold, dirt, and detergents. Uh, Post-test examinations have shown 100% of foreign contaminants removed, a statistical anomaly. This process only occurs when used on human skin. All attempts so far to use SCP-475 on non-humans have failed to produce its anomalous effect. Whoa. And uh, apparently, it has a secondary weird effect, other than just, you know, ridding you of everything. 
Um, when it's used on a professing member of an organized religion, so, you know, hey, I'm Catholic and I know it. Clap my hands. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> no, sorry, if you're happy and you know it, it's a sin. That's the Catholic. Oh, thing. okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm horny for Catholic hate tonight. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> um <laughs> We got to spread it around to everybody. Everybody gets their turn eventually. So, everybody yeah. gets their turn. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know, we did Beast of Gévaudan last week as an apology to the French. Maybe, See, maybe we'll make up for something in March for the Catholics. Wink, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Some back burner project I've wanted to do for like two years now. <laughs> um, so if you um, if you are a profess- professing member of an organized religion, subjects universally report greater mental clarity, show greater adherence to church doctrine, and rate at least a 15 centa kiva or more on the Brendan Sp- Brandon Spencer piety scale. And I looked it up. That is not a real thing. Oh, whatever. damn it. There is like a Brandon Spencer model, but it's something that I didn't feel like getting into. It, it does deal with faith or some shit, but I don't know. Okay. okay. Uh, these effects increase in intensity the longer the subject uses the object, culminating in local reality changes signified by all bodies of water within a five-meter radius turning into an equivalent liquid that is considered holy in that subject's religion. Hmm. So there you go. That's... Yeah. So you like... Pope soap. So you use Pope soap once, and like, yeah, you have like greater clarity and you're more devout and all that. But if you use it more and more, that like diminishes... I don't think so. It sounds like the more you use it, the better off you are. But then, like your any water around you becomes holy water, and I don't. Okay, I don't know. okay. It's, I and maybe yeah. I just misheard there. Like, like, like if it was like diminishing returns or like opposite returns. Like, like okay, yeah, you wash your hands with this once. Yeah, you're like that much better. But then after repeated use, you like turn into like Christopher Hitchens. Um, but um, <laughs> but but again, I, I probably misheard that. Um, Oh, also, sidebar, uh, or side note, unlike typical soaps, the usage of SCP-475 does not damage it. So this is like, like the, you know, the miracle of the fish and loaves. <laughs> like, there's only one bar of soap, but Jesus scrubbed the pits of everybody there. <coughs> Are there any notes about uh, what its fragrance is? Well, well, yeah, what, what its fragrance is? Does it, does it uh, say? That it does not it's, 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 say? I don't think so. Like a, like a minty... No? lemony minty because like wouldn't that be wouldn't that be like a real kicker like no it absolutely does like clean and disinfect and provides all these other benefits uh but then it makes you smell like cow shit afterwards like that would be hilarious <laughs> you like walk around, yeah you like walk in it's like oh what's that smell no i promise i just i just wash my hands um <laughs> josh you you smell so holy <laughs> But Josh, your soap is so pious. This yeah. is also true. Yeah, this is also true. Um, well, it would also be very nice too if, because you know, soap soap gets slippery when it's wet, and you're liable yep. to drop it, and you know, to keep it. So it would it would also be nice if uh, there's some way to like um, attach a lanyard to it. This would be Pope soap on a rope. That would be <laughs> that'd be pretty nice too. Yeah, that's SC- the lanyard is SCP seven thousand nine hundred eighty eight. <laughs> it's a lanyard that's made out of like you know, it's a Coachella lanyard, but it never gets wet. <laughs> but it always kind of smells like weed smoke. Yeah. No matter how many times you wash it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It can never it can never quite get it out. 
And then you. But it still says Fire Festival 2022. <laughs> and then you, yeah, and then when it's in your house, you still end up losing your um, uh, security to, to deposit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, uh, there you go. That was uh, those SCP 4. 470, 420? 475. 475, Pope Soap. <laughs> Pope Soap. That's so awesome. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's well, well here's my uh, next SCP. And, and again, listeners, uh, uh, pay real close attention for, for the mystery theme. This is uh, SCP number 244, Ice Fog Jar. Ooh. And SCP... Uh, 244 is a Tunisian-style earthenware jar made of common ceramics uh, mixed with traces of uh, data expunged and decorated with silver filigree. The inside of SCP-244 always has an internal temperature of minus 37 degrees Celsius and a 125% humidity regardless of external conditions. Uh, Persons handling uh, SCP-244 uh, invariably describe it as cold to the touch. Uh, and it includes a cap of identical make and style to the jar itself. Uh, this is also a Euclid class. Uh, and it says that when it's uncapped, condensed water vapor will flow from its mouth. Uh, the rate at which the vapor emanates uh, increases if it's lying uh, on its side or if it's suspended upside down. So it makes sense. You're like pouring this stuff out, right? Yeah. Uh, and this vapor is identical in composition to ice fog with a temperature of minus 37 degrees Celsius and 125% humidity. Um, over time, this fog will disperse through whatever area, um, lowering ambient temperatures and raising humidity levels proportionally. So it's basically, yeah, just this jar, like a never ending smoke machine, fog machine. Hmm. But also, like, okay. will very quickly uh, cool cool the area and make everything very very chilly. Um, it, uh, so 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 yeah, there is a uh, minus thirty seven degrees Celsius is like wicked cold, and it has all that extra like thermal energy because of the humidity. And so, um, as you might expect. Um, uh, any object that comes into direct contact with with this fog usually flash freezes. Um, uh, biological heat sources, including humans, are invariably killed by the flash freezing effect, and mechanical or electronic devices uh, ice over. And so, and, hmm. and like, and this fog also kind of weirdly appears to like kind of grow even faster if it kills something. Uh, it appears to grow in size as it consumes thermal energy. Um, but it will not attempt to consume heat sources with temperatures equal or greater than 600 degrees Celsius and will actively move away from such sources if they are brought closer to it. Uh, oh, okay. so I guess, uh, cause, cause yeah, 600, 600 degrees Celsius. So even like, I mean, that would be like a pretty strong, you'd have to get like a pretty strong flame there. That'd be like. I don't know, carrying like a blowtorch around. You couldn't necessarily just yeah. just like light a fire, um, like a like a typical wood fire, unless you like, I don't know, also had charcoal or, or something like that. You gotta want it. Yeah, you you you, you gotta want it. You gotta take some extra precautions. Um, uh, and it was noticed. It, it, it's noted that um, this SCP SCP two forty four 
uh, was first discovered in the basement of a recently emptied chaos insurgency occupied military base. Have we talked about chaos in insurgency? I don't think we have, no. I don't know if we have either, because I'm kind of at a loss as to what that is. I think it's maybe, yeah, they're like the rival organization to SCP, where, where SCP is Secure, Contain, Protect. I'm pretty sure Chaos in, Insurgency is, what would that be the opposite? Like, like uh, opposite of Secure, like, um... like Free... Free, yeah. Yeah, free, yeah. emancipate. Free, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, attack? Yeah, free, free, em- emancipate. They're, 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 they're FEP. <laughs> 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 or no, no, no. Uh, no, because we said attack. So it, they'd be FEA. <laughs> FEA. <laughs> so anyway, so, Which sounds better than SIP. Yeah, like. true. Yeah, yeah. SIP or skip or whatever we want to do. So. So <laughs> apparently, yeah, and this is new to us in our uh, SCP lore, but yeah, apparently the Chaos Insurgency is this rival organization. Um, and it seemed that, uh, so yeah, and this thing was found in one of their like military complex basements. Uh, it was retrieved by Dr. Morris. Surprised that isn't redacted, but good on you, Dr. Morris. Uh, with the assistance of Mobile Task Force Beta 62. It's unknown whether the Chaos Insurgency had placed SCP-244 in the basement as some sort of diversionary tactic, or if they were themselves were looking for it. We, we just don't know. But anyway, so like, yeah, um, mm. uh, ice ice fog jar, this thing that is only like just this like tiny little cap that could that could easily get knocked over. But and then there's like this billowing cloud of icy fog. Um, all right. That that like yeah actively seeks out heat sources to like eat. So I'm I'm curious. I wonder what would happen in this uh, SCP Pokemon battle between <laughs> between Red Ice and Ice Fog Jar. Because like the ones the opposite temperatures. So like 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 which would freeze the other? That's what I'm curious about. I I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a weird Russian knockoff. Oh yeah, Pokemon Ice Red, and <laughs> Pokemon Fog White. I don't want this. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, this sounds this sounds terrible. Whoop, whoops! All Ice Pokemon, all the only thing there is. And and I'd, I'd be down for that. That'd be kind of fun. That actually would be kind of cool. Well, and and speaking of, I don't want to like derail us too too much. Um. You were highly encouraging to me uh, to get Pokemon Arceus. Um, oh, yes. And just yesterday, the Mrs. Wizard said like, yeah, Josh, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling a new video game. What about this Pokemon one? And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh. So she is. She started her very own Pokemon journey. She's 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 never really played. She's a she's a she's a newbie to the Pokemon universe. And it's adorable to like see her. Why can't I uh, uh, catch this Geo dude? None of my uh, attacks are very e- effective. Well, honey, do you do you have a water type Pokemon? No. Do you have a grass type? No. Well, I don't know. I guess just keep wailing away at it with Quick Attack or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quick Attack on a Geo dude! I know it's it is. It's just <laughs> oh, it's, it's marvelous. So it's so so cute. Just to watch her be like, or like, um, she's already turning into like, 
like a Bidoof like massacre. She's just like every single Bidoof she comes across. <laughs> she just keeps killing them. Oh God, it's so funny. It is. It is. I just take, I just take a lot of joy. <laughs> oh, what was the other one? Yeah, like with again within like the first like thirty minutes of gameplay, you know, walking around the first, you know, like the opening region, the first one. Yeah. And she's like, oh, Josh, what is that thing? That looks scary. And I look over, and it's one of the Alpha Snorlaxes. <laughs> That's the one I was telling you was rocking my shit. Yeah, right? and yeah. she was just like, "Yeah, I want to get it. I was like, are you sure, Christine? You have like a level four Wurmple. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can get him. <laughs> I still haven't gotten him. I'm gonna like I'm in like the sixth or seventh area. I know, point, I like. know it is. It's just uh, so so yeah, maybe you know, we we've we've kind of like teased the like two wizards Twitch channel. We'll have to make one just for the Mrs. Wizard so she can uh stream <laughs> Pokemon Legends Arceus and just infuriate everybody on the internet. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you sending your Cyndaquil <laughs> Against yeah whatever that was the other one too I I thought she I for sure thought she was gonna go um, Oshawott but no she mixed it up and went Cyndaquil I was amazed I too went Cyndaquil mm, okay okay mm. Mm. but I also don't like um, the other two options they gave me like I don't yeah. I feel like last year when we tried to do our like Pokemon that we were gonna like you know battle and everything right uh, I picked. Rowlet, and at the very beginning, I was like, "This dude is not gonna make it to the end of the game with me." Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I yeah, fair. I right. just want to love a Cyndaquil. They're so cute. They are, well, and that's what it is. And yeah, her her entire reason was like its little dialogue was foom. So, and she just wanted she's wanted a little spiky, flamey boy. So, <laughs> yep, yeah, right on. Do it up. Okay, but but sorry. So so yes, in this. SCP Pokemon battle. Sorry, didn't mean to like derail us too much here. But 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 anyway, not at all. Not at anyway, all. Okay. SCP Pokemon. Okay. So so yes. Yeah, so uh, Mark, which SCP do you have? You have next. So I picked this one, Josh, special for you because mm. I did see this one, and well, okay, I saw the link, and the one that I had hit was one we'd done last time. I was like, we can't do that, but I read the one like right underneath it. So this one is one that I picked for you, Josh. Oh, okay, I like it. This is SCP-19, the Monster Pot. (laughs) And no, it's not really awesome weed. (laughs) Um, It is a cuter class, so that makes it super, super dangerous. Right, yeah. If you're, you know, keeping up on classes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, here's what it is. So, number one, special containment procedures. SCP-19 is to be kept in a wide grate in a 3 meter by 3 meter by 4 meter reinforced concrete room. Installed with an incinerator. Room is to be kept at zero degrees Celsius when incinerator is not active. An observation chamber separated by a plate glass window is to be used for constant observation of SCP-19. And if-slash-when specimens of SCP-19-2 stroke are observed, the incinerator is to be activated. In the event of an outbreak of SCP-019-2, ordinary firearms are successful in terminating individual specimens, although in the case of swarm-level outbreak, flamethrowers may be more effective. Holy cow. They should be kept in a vertical position at all times. Holy cow. This thing is crazy. No, no, well, yeah, no wonder if, yeah, if it's a Keter class, yeah, geez. Yeah. And this is why I picked it for you. Mm-hmm. Um... 
SCP-19 appears to be a very large ceramic vase in 1.8 meters in diameter with a mouth 2.4 meters high. Style and decoration indicate it was created in classical Greece. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Although conclusive dating is impossible as the surface is entirely unbreakable by any known means. If successful method is discovered, SCP-019 is to be destroyed with prejudice. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Um, periodically, entities emerge from SCP-19. Collectively, they are known as SCP-19-2. Mm -hmm. The entities vary in many aspects, but tend to be small, vaguely humanoid, though some have anim animaloid features, and are extremely hostile. They often choose to attack with teeth or claws, although fairly delicate and in parentheses also surprisingly flammable. They are, re they are reasonably strong and pose considerable threat in large numbers. When kept at zero degrees Celsius and totally at rest, entities will emerge from SCP at the rate of approximately one entity per hour. Dang. The following traits are known to affect SCP-19 stroke 2's manifestation rate. The movement of SCP-19, a threat to SCP-19. Extreme temperature, highs or lows. A sudden shift in surrounding environment. Introduction of objects or organisms inside or to the inside of SCP, known to cause a flood reaction, so like you put your hand in it and these things freak the fuck out. Jesus. Traits may or may not influence SCP-19 stroke 2's manifestation rate, presence of human life, current weather patterns, specific individuals near SCP-19. Some individuals seem to affect SCP-19 stroke 2's emergence rate more drastically than others. And uh, yeah, it's a spooky jar and little weird goblins pop out of it if you <laughs> let them out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, then that makes a ton of sense why it's, yeah, kept in this place that um, should anything go go wrong, it's going to get bombarded with fire. Um, although, that being said, like, I'm no, like, ceramicist, but I'm pretty sure that, like, yeah, like, most pottery is, like, fired. Like, it's like, it's like, that's how you finish it. It's like, you put, you put it in, like, an oven to, like, yeah. have it. So, I, I, I don't know if... Just more fire will actually, like, destroy it. Uh, but then again, if it says that it's, like, it, it surface is indestructible anyway, then, yeah, I, I guess just kill it with fire. <laughs> kill it with fire, yeah. And uh, we got a little bit here. Um, so this is a study of SCP-19-2 stroke or dash 2, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so they got one. So um, it was removed from containment chamber and put into a reinforced pen, provided with water and live chickens as food. <laughs> Specimen made quiet, continuous, garbled vocalization determined to be phonetically similar to ancient Hellenic languages. Although the reason for this is unknown, specimens are still thought to be no more intelligent than animals. Specimen lived for 48 hours, and a dissection revealed anatomy consistent on a cellular level of normal biology, but with an extremely unstable muscular skeletal structure. Other notable anomalies are unstable respiratory system, nearly non-existent digestive tract, and virtually no internal organs. All other captured specimens follow similar patterns and behaviors and demise. And then a note here, SCP-019-2 specimens were not intended to live meaningful amounts of time outside of SCP-019. From Dr. either Vox or Vo, I don't know. Mm. V-A-U-X, I'm going to say Vox. Whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, like a vase, oh, Doctor Vaz. Doctor Vaz. Mm, okay. 
That makes sense. That is also the ancient Greek version of Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz. <laughs> you just need to burn more honey and you'll feel better. Yeah. I don't know what Dr. Oz sounds like. I just know he's a fucking nut. Yeah, I also don't know what he sounds like, but I do know that yeah, he's, he's, he's just nutty. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. SCP nineteen. Okay, yeah. Uh, a, a spooky Greek jar. Spooky Greek jar. I'm, weird homunculi that pour out. Yeah, of it. pour out. I'm also kind of getting, of course, uh, sort of yeah, like pen, Pandora's jar, Pandora's box. Uh, yeah, and I was going to ask you, like, not to sidebar super hard, but is that a thing? Is there anything that you can think off the top of your head that's like self-replicating monsters? Uh, well, of, in... of, of, of course. I mean, like, if I got to sidebar about Pokemon for a bit, of course we can sidebar about ancient Greek stuff. Yeah, I think the the one that, yeah, is closest to my mind is, yeah, the, the sort of story of Pandora's box. And this is the, the, this is why translating and uh, uh, learning the language is important. Because uh, in, in the, like, source stories, um, yeah, it actually is, it's, it's not a like treasure chest. It's not a box, uh, but it's something called a pithos, um, which is yeah, like a big giant like piece of pottery that was like the storage. That was like the storage and transportation oh, thing. Um, and so yeah, like that's what that's what she's given as her gift and told not to look inside. Um, and then, of course, when she does, um, yeah, that's when all the like monsters and disease and hunger and greed and all that stuff they they kind of pour out, and they're yeah, all all the all the troubles, all all the troubles, and even little hope, little hope uh, is in there too. So, yeah, I, I think like that. Uh, as far as like self-replicating monsters, or like you put something in and a monster pops out, um. I mean, I guess I'm also going back to uh, Hellhounds. I'm, I'm also kind of thinking of Echidna, um, this creature mm-hmm. that is the mother of all monsters. Hmm, that is a good question. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. but it's, it's also interesting too because like I don't. Like I kind of know generals of it. I would need to like follow up in more detail because we can we can kind of figure out roughly, uh, yeah, like the age of pottery based on its like shape and specifically painting, like how it's like decorated. Um. So like, is is there a picture? So it's like, is it like mostly red? Is it like red with black painting, or is it black with red painting on it um or is it even like oh white shit, where did it go because if it... i don't know it just said it was like a and i of course i like closed the tab oh shit <laughs> sorry um Be- no you're good dude because yeah like it doesn't it, i don't remember it i didn't really see it giving any colors like it the basic one was like a uh like just a greek jar but okay yeah because because like there's yeah. two my the and, and again i this is not quite my area but yeah, like the two main ones are there's uh, what we call black figure vase painting, which is mm-hmm. like the pot itself is mostly red, and then all the things painted on it are black, and that's like the er- that's that's the earlier one, um, and then so like oh god, I don't know, probably like. 
600s, 500s BC, um, mm-hmm. into like 400s B- B- BC. Uh, but then that gets sort of replaced by the red figure painting where the like the like background is mostly black and then the the figures the people and the animals oh, and stuff okay so yeah so so, okay. so like that's a real basic kind of way to like oh well if it's if it's black figure on red background it's probably earlier if it's red figure on black background it's it's like later it's or, or like near more recent to us um but of course they like overlap there's a period where they kind of overlap and there's a whole bunch of different stuff god damn i got a Okay, new plan. I got to go back to grad school and get my PhD in like Greek pottery. <laughs> so, like, not too long ago, you just said you're not a ceramicist, but I think you're about to become one, right? Yeah, like, yeah, sure, yeah, kind of, sort of, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Why the hell not? <laughs> I would also be really interested because th- this was a common practice, because. Um, like we have, you know, things like copyright or trademark or whatever, uh, or like we can tell, like, oh yeah, this is a this is a Rembrandt or this is a Pollock or a whatever, you know, based on styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what the Greeks apparently did before all that, before they like stamped it, is they would they would have like the artist uh, kind of like scratch his name on it, except they wouldn't just say like. Uh, uh, what would be a good example? Uh, 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 now I can't come up with like a generic Greek name off the top of my head. God damn it. Uh, Potsidopoulos. Okay. So in, in instead of write, writing Papadopoulos or whatever, or, or no, Potsidopoulos. I like that. I, I like that better. <laughs> in, instead of just like writing Potsidopoulos made this, it would be like the pot itself speaking and it'd be like Potsidopoulos made me. Hmm. Okay. And it's interesting. Oh, so it's like, oh, it's like, oh, that's neat. That's like say, oh, that's so cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, it, so it'd be like essentially, uh, Potsidopoulos, uh, me, me poye. So like, yeah. so like he, he made me this, this jar or this cup. Or this, uh, like, wine-mixing bowl. And I think that's super cool. I think that's super cool. I really like that. Because it's almost like Beauty and the Beast, like, little living, oh, hi, guys, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, so so that's one of the ways we can figure out, like, oh, okay, this is this is this artist. This is this painter. Because all the little artifacts that are still with us uh, 2,000 years later, they tell us. They tell us that this guy made them. <laughs> But it is. That's insane. It's super cool. It's super cool. It's <laughs> really cool. All right, so some spooky yeah. and fun SCPs. Mm-hmm. I I wonder what your theme is, Josh. I wonder what my what? theme is, other than random. But before <laughs> I get too far, I have an addition to my wizard's goblet, chalice, tankard, fourth. Mm-hmm. I have a two-hearted ale from Bell's. It's an oh, American yeah. IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got trout on the thing, and just says uh. Well, I can't read the fucking label. <laughs> a perfectly balanced American IPA brewed with 100% centennial hops and bursting with aromas ranging from pine to grapefruit. And it kind of tastes like Fruity Pebbles a little bit, but I really like these, so... Okay, yeah. right on, right on. Well, and I am I'm um, getting started on my second one, and I believe, if memory serves, 
I believe this is one that you have had before. Okay. Um, and this is the Dead Guy uh, Ale Rogue. Oh yeah, those are really good. They are. They are quite good. So I'm excited. I'm excited to crack this bad boy open. So here you go. Right. So cheers, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is good. That's the SCPI one. Is the uh, unending <laughs> infinite keg. Yeah, because well, there, there's already the the ever giving pizza box. Um, there, yeah, there, yeah, there has to be the well, and um, was it the garden? Our garden episode. I was talking about the like goat from uh Nos, from Norse folklore, uh, from whose udders streamed mead constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We could do that. We can make that work. <laughs> yeah, and like every third or fourth time, it's a like Saison or like a, something terrible. <laughs> True to like keep us honest and make us appreciate yeah. what we have. Right, exactly. But then, like other times, it's like, hey, you found a face plant. Congratulations! It's two thousand nine <laughs> again. Remember what it was like to be young and happy, Mark. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, more, more red rum, uh, ale, please. Oh, so good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, years I, I ago, guess... I found a pumpkin beer with Jacob Sorling, and I don't know. We don't know where it was from. Mm. All I remember is that, like, the glass bottle was like a raised buffalo. If that makes sense, like, oh yeah, uh huh, uh-huh. yeah, like bas relief buffalo. I don't know, but it's in glass, uh, whatever. But like, holy shit, dude! We never found it again. We got it at Beer Keg like one <laughs> night. Like, I don't even think he was twenty one yet. I was a little bit older than him. <laughs> and I think I bought it. And I was like, do we like pumpkin beer? We should try it. Yeah, yeah let's try it. And God, if only I knew back then the anthill that I kicked, but I wish like <laughs> hell I could go back in time and find that beer. But oh. Well, well, it's funny you mention that, Mark, because I'm SCP number 881 pumpkin beer bottle. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I, sadly, I don't have that. But I do have one. My next one is still kind of, I guess, strangely fitting. Okay. Um, talking about like yeah like strange food items that maybe you've had once and maybe you want them again maybe not but this is scp number 490 ice cream truck Ooh, and for and for this special containment procedure it says uh scp 490 is to be maintained in storage garage 17 golf uh garage 17 golf has been heavily soundproofed its doors replaced with a soundproof door uh with an interior code lock uh, SCP-490 is to have all four wheels disabled through standard parking boots and is to be kept chained at all times to four uh, polybdenum eye bolts. Uh, sunk okay. a minimum of three meters into a solid concrete floor. So 10 feet down, we got this bad boy on that molybdenum s- sweetness. And I'm actually kind of impressed I can somewhat pronounce that after uh, my smoky beer and my... Uh, dead guy uh ale but (laughs) anyway so scp 490 is an ice cream truck uh dating to the 1960s constructed by redacted uh it seems to be mechanically standard except for the audio system which does not respond to operators though it appears to be in working order uh oh i i i guess I, i should mention this one is safe or so we think it's not a euclid it's not a ketter but this one is safe but we'll see okay um, and so uh, the, the some other details that's you know whatever whatever 
but between 2 to 5 a.m. local time, SCP-490 will operate itself and drive at a low speed in a random circuit through local roadways. Um, at this time, it will function as if in peak condition while playing a tune from its speakers. Uh, the tune has not yet been identified, but resembles music played on non-anomalous trucks of the same make. So just like generic, like I guess generic ice cream truck music, but nothing like recognizable. No like weird uh, tinny like camp town races or... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, but sounds like it, but maybe nothing recognizable. The Camp Town Races. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I can't sing that song because look what happened to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan watched Blazing Saddles but didn't Joe understand Rogan. it. Joe Rogan was moonlighting as an ice cream truck driver and played Camp Town Races. <laughs> He's a Camp Town Racist. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, but, so it's a, No, that's okay. So... Uh, if you were curious about the soundproofing before, here's why. Any individual who hears the music will start advancing towards the vehicle, ignoring any instructions to stop. Upon reaching the vehicle, the back doors to the truck will open, and the person will step inside with the doors behind him or her. The doors become sealed, impossible to open by regular means, uh, and if tampered with, redacted. So, not quite sure. However, if there are multiple subjects affected, then each will line up and wait for the doors to open again or until the three-hour window has elapsed. So it's only between 2 to 5 a.m. Um, subjects outside the vehicle, when time elapses, will wander away in apparent confusion. And when interviewed, they appear to have no memory of the event. Uh, and then after 5, a, 5 a.m., SCP-490 will lose its abnormal ability and the back doors can be opened. Any person or persons that entered into the truck during that time uh, will have vanished. Ooh, okay. And, strangely, the freezers will have been stocked with frozen treats. Though the treats oh, no. will contain traditional flavors, such as chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla, the wrapper advertises a surprise flavor. The su super surprise flavor, um, a a exclamation point, stated is human flesh incorporated into the product which DNA testing has proven to be that of the subjects who entered the vehicle and subsequently vanished. There's bones in my ice cream. <laughs> so God damn it, I wanted Rocky Road, not chunks of Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, not not Rocky uh, uh, Ch Chad. Sure, let's go with that. Rocky Chad. <laughs> This Ben and Jerry's is a little gamey. <laughs> That's so this terrible. Ice cream, yeah. Fucking human human cream. Like this God. um this uh ice cream tastes like long pig. That's uh <laughs> I got long pig in my ice cream. You got ice cream on my long pig. I'm officer SCP four ninety. What's happened here? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh there's a little more info apparently this this scp was captured in massachusetts so leave it up to them bostonians so it's like god jeez what's going on here i got a fingernail in my spongebob uh, bubble pop 
friggin' SCP-490 trying to go to Fenway and watch the socks. <laughs> Daddy, my Sonic ice cream has weird eyes and they're human eyes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're human eyes. <laughs> I don't mind the taste. <laughs> What? So so yeah, that's that's the long and short of it. Um right. for for ninety ice cream truck that uh so so who knows? Maybe yeah, maybe they're in Ottawa among the freedom convoy, among the truckers for ending uh overreaching uh COVID mandates. Maybe there's a little ice cream truck that bing bings around it. 2 to 5 a.m. <laughs> That's so weird, too. 2 to 5 a.m., like... Yeah, that is. Yeah. That is. And, like, because, yeah, like, you're not actively seeking this thing out. Once you hear its siren's song to do another callback, you just you just kind of walk in a trance over there. And all these uh, uh, truckers up north are saying, hey, what's all this about? Anybody seen Steve? <laughs> Where's Steve at? We need him for our hockey game. Okay, so, so number one, you're you're out derping around the streets of Columbus at five in the at like four thirty in the morning. Yeah, four. Yeah, right, yeah, for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. you wanted to get the Mark Jones experience and be awake at four in the goddamn morning. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, you you see this uh, ice cream truck. What is it playing to lure you in? So and then number two, of, what kind of ice cream is it going to turn you mm, into? Okay, yeah. So this this is almost like cheating for me. Um, but and I need to double check the actual origin story. Um, I don't know if these guys were graduates of Ohio State or just like played or what it was. But uh, one of the like unofficial anthems uh, is "Hang On Sloopy." Okay. And they play that at yeah, you know, like all the football games, basketball games, all that. Um, but well, and we our like kind of local thing here is when it gets to the chorus and the and the hang on, Sloopy, Sloopy, hang on. Everybody like in the little uh, break goes O H I O hang on. So that's what that that's what the song would play. Um, it would definitely be that. And then, uh, yeah, the other sort of, I, uh, I can't recall, I may have said this previously, maybe not, um, but because it's Buckeye fever here. And what Buckeye is, is it's, is it's like proto Reese's peanut butter cup. It's like, oh, okay. It's like a ball of like either like peanut butter or peanut butter fudge dipped in chocolate. So it looks like the Buckeye nut. So that would be, I, I think that's what it, what, what I would get turned into. I would get into, I would get turned into, yeah, like a Buckeye body pop. Right on. <laughs> what about you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Like either they're in uh, Alamosa or you could expand it. You, you, you could say Colorado generally. Um, what, what, what would you get turned into walking back from, uh, work or walking to work? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Just like going into work and I see this like ice cream truck. That's just blasting the weird, like calliope stairway to heaven. And I got to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then this would be, would it be a, would it be a buffalo pop? I guess. That you yeah. Get? Yeah. Hmm. I'd, I'd, yeah. We, yeah. You call it a buffalo pop, maybe, or. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go with that, and um, yeah, it's probably got a chocolate peanut butter base, but there's mm-hmm. also probably like bits of cheesecake. Oh, I like that. I would dude, eat I that. I'm all about like any Ben and Jerry's that has cheesecake in it. Like hell yeah, shit. dude. I would eat. That, who who I cares if there's Ben and Jerry's versus beer for this like month? <laughs> but I I I uh, human DNA in my ice cream be damned. I'm gonna have some chocolate peanut butter uh, cheesecake ice cream. You're you're goddamn right, sir. But what if like. You know, what if you get it one time and it's the best goddamn ice cream you've ever had? Right. Like, you're and, not and, gonna, and you're not gonna get beer. it again. Like right. yeah. it, then it's that mystical pumpkin beer that you got once and you kinda remember, but you don't know what the what the brewery is, you don't know what the label Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. See there's there's a there's a short story waiting to happen right there. <laughs> Move over, Sweeney Todd. This is creamy Todd. Oh no, wait, gross. No, don't do that. <laughs> Oh, oh. Um, there is a horror movie called like Ice Cream Man or something starring uh, Ron Howard's weird fucking brother Clint Howard. <laughs> and basically he like abduct, abducts like adults and neighborhood kids and mixes them. Literally, it's kind of the plot to this. But, no, okay, yeah. okay. But he like gets man. this little kid and like grooms him to be the next like new Ice Cream Man to take over the possessed fucking truck. It was a weird movie. I watched it like four years ago and I don't remember it, but I remember enough to like... I remember. I kind of remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got the gist of it. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's a Todd. It's a Todd Howard man. You don't. You just or Clint Howard. You just like chill out and hang on. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's hilarious. Oh, okay. Well, let's 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 get off this ice cream kick here. What All right. what, what what do you have uh, for us next? Well, so that ice cream kick was cool, but you know what's even cooler. Hmm. This next one, SCP-477. Oh. Um, this, actually, this one is cool as shit. Um, SCP-477 is enclosed in a climate-controlled structure designated Site-44. The building is constructed exclusively of metal and wood with no stone or concrete materials. Uh, outwardly, it appears to be a machinery storage warehouse for a defunct quarry, but contains numerous labs dedicated to the study and containment of SCP-477. No sedimentary stone or concrete items may be removed from the containment complex unless they are crushed and mixed into an acidic slurry to, res- to dissolve all remaining fossil material. Incidences of SCP-477 appearing outside of Site-44 must be appropriated immediately and returned to the complex and disposed of by complete pulverization and acidic treatment of their host substrate. And also, I should have given the name for this. It's called the Fossil Sea, and it is a Euclid, so it's fine, but it gets kind of squirrely, and yeah. And what it is, Josh, and... If you're like me, you got all horned up when you read this one. A thin layer of Cambrian shale extending approximately two square kilometers across the surface of a mesa in redacted Mongolia. Within the stone is a wealth of pristinely preserved aquatic fossils, collectively known as SCP-477. These fossils are exceptional both in their diversity and in the fact that they are capable of motion and a facsimile of life swimming through the rock as though it were an ocean they thrived in 50... 520 million years ago. Shoot. That's yeah. 
that's pretty badass. It's pretty badass. Um, members of SCP-477 are able to move through all tested types of sedimentary stone without apparent resistance. This constitutes the main danger to successful containment. As an animate fossil which escaped into another geological formation would be extremely difficult to recover and might engage in runaway reproduction. See Incident 477-01. They are incapable of leaving their stone habitat to move through liquid or gaseous environments, nor can they pass through soil, sand, clay, or other porous substrates. They also seem incapable of passing through materials that have been generated by processes other than sedimentation, including igneous and metamorphic rock. The geologic layer directly beneath the inhabited shale consists of granite and quartzite, which forms a natural barrier to the spread. And that's... This is such a, like, geology thing, and I'm so fucking horned up for it. I <laughs> no, love I it so much. No, I was just going to say, yeah. If, um, so so if, if, like, you could pull a Peter Parker... Mm-hmm. And like have have this thing like, I don't know, like bite you or sting you, or make sweet love to you. I whatever <laughs> it is, so that you get its ability to like dive down and like go explore. Like, would you do that? Would you become oh my like? God, yes. That would be so goddamn cool. You'd never, dude. If I could hang out with like Cambrian shit, yeah, you'd never see me again. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it'd Josh. Be two it's... wizards would be Josh, and like, yeah. we'll check in on Mark. No, he's <laughs> he's still he's still in the sandstone, which is a weird statement to say because I have been very vocal about my hatred of sandstone on this podcast. But but, yeah. but that's just it. Yeah, but but if you could interact, like, if you could be in the sandstone environment, um, like to that degree, then yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So here's where it gets a little cooler. Actually, it's kind of weird you just hit on that, but um, okay, okay. almost 900 species of fossil have been categorized in SCP-477 so far. Many unknown to mainstream science. Predators, prey organisms, and vegetation are all represented and interact with each other in a manner consistent with a functioning ecosystem. Despite their lack of soft body parts or any biochemistry that could conceivably support life, the fossils move, eat, and reproduce as if they were alive. As the fossil bed was isolated underground for millions of years, photosynthesis does not seem important to the, e- to the ecology, the process of which the organisms derive energy is unknown. Foundation researchers, researchers have carefully exposed the entire 9-centimeter thick shale layer to facilitate observation and research of SCP-477. And really quick, it has, this is incident 477 stroke one. A large fragment of rock containing several instances of SCP-477 was somehow obtained by the redacted Museum of Natural History and put on display. It was placed in contact with the museum's sandstone western wall, and one or more organisms escaped and multiplied. By the time Foundation personnel arrived, thousands of creatures had infested the building, wreaking structural integrity, or weakening structural integrity, and collapsing an inner wall. The old wing of the museum was dismantled and ground into powder as part of a renovation project announced by the museum's board of directors. Man, fuck you guys for doing that. Are you... Are you? <sighs> but at the same time, too, dude, like, can you imagine, like, a swarm of trilobites living just under your feet? And, like, they're getting... Like, concrete. It says, like, any, like, sedimentary deal, like... This shit could destroy the like life as we know it, you know. I mean, I guess, I guess, but, but, but like, mate, like, what if that's what we were ultimately just all aiming for? Like, okay, yeah, we were put on this earth. Like, what's the meaning of life? 
Uh, is it to, to, to find meaning and purpose? Is it to have a family? Is it to find God? What if it was to be living fossils? That would be... Uh, God. So, yeah, I mean, like, you're, Josh, you're just saying everybody should get stoned. Ha, 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 ha. So, yeah, like, but, but if, there, if there were a way... Again, either like like ground this up and like snort it, or like mix it in with your like protein shake. I I I would do that, and and then hopefully, yeah, be able to like tunnel and like burrow and. Uh, Josh Josh used dig. It's super effective, you know. Like just yeah. Ah, that'd be so sweet. That'd be so cool. It's so cool. Well, because because like think about that, right? Like so much so, so much of what. Uh, of what man has like strived to achieve is uh, sailing through the air like a bird or, or like uh, swimming and diving through the water like a fish. Why not also include um, tunneling around in the ground like a, you know, like a mole or some of these like yeah. weird living fossil things. I would, man, that'd be, that'd be so badass. That'd be so cool. Yeah, I, I think it'd be, I think it'd be neat. I don't know, but yeah. you know, even too like, how deep down could you go? Like, obviously, there's a limit to our you know height. There's a limit mm-hmm. to our depth in the ocean. Right. How deep right. do you get to go? I don't. It'd be neat. Yeah. Well, and 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 and, and, and yeah, you know, like there's a, a temperature increases, so maybe that would be like the the constraining f- factor. Like the closer mm-hmm. you get to the outer mantle, it gets crazy hot. Uh, but oh, man, that'd be so stinking cool. I, I, or maybe not, neat. maybe you're also like, well, maybe not like completely like heat proof, but yeah. What if you, what if you even got to do that? What if you got to like dive down into like the outer mantle? That'd be, that'd be cool as shit. Goddamn right. Yeah. <laughs> man. <laughs> Why can't we just be living fossils, man? <laughs> But I did, but but so, so that was so that was SCP four seventy four, uh seventy seven, four four seventy seven. Okay, I yeah, got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, my next one is also kind of an animal, but not nearly as cool as that because I ah jeez. Okay, oh, but 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 anyway, this is this is SCP five forty eight, ice spider. Ooh. And as far as its special containment procedures, SCP-548 is to be kept at 24 degrees Celsius in a 50 centimeter by 50 centimeter terrarium. So that's like, it's like not very big at all. That's like, a, what, like a foot and a half by a foot and a half, kind I of? I think so, yeah. That's uh, foot. I will never understand how centimeters work. Like, that shit makes <laughs> zero goddamn sense to me. Would you say it was 50? Yeah, so like one point six four feet. Yeah, I I kind of so like five so eighteen inches. Like yeah, right, right. Yes, like five centimeters is roughly two inches. That's how I kind of remember it. So yeah, this is like twenty inches by twenty inches, one foot eight inch by one foot eight inch, something like that. Okay. Um, uh, and and the enclosure is to be composed of modified borosilicate glass 
with high thermal shock resistance or of other materials not rendered brittle by sudden temperature changes of greater than 50 degrees Celsius. Ooh. Uh, borosilicate, something with silicon, boron, boron with silicon? Yeah, sure. Does that oh, make sense? yeah. Um, or or is boron... I think it's how you get borax. Oh, okay. I okay. I could be super off on that, but no, you can totally get boron in silicate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 also deferring to you, uh, geologically here, but um, uh, but but anyway, so uh, in the event that SCP four uh, excuse me five forty eight makes an active attempt to grind through the terrarium walls, the enclosure is to be flooded immediately with fifty milliliters liquid nitrogen. And the subject removed temporarily to a reinforced steel terrarium. Uh, subject is to be fed mice once every four days. Which, like, I don't know, like half a liter of liquid nitrogen doesn't seem very much to me. But, you know, whatever. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll defer to the SCP uh, scientists. Um, uh, okay, uh, uh, SCP-548 should not be handled except as needed for testing. Handlers must be at least uh, a curse, cursorily familiar with tarantula behavior and wear heavily insulated gloves. Should subject display any aggressive behavior, uh, cease handling promptly. If bitten, personnel should be treated immediately for hypothermia and frostbite. Uh, Ooh, active intrathoracic warming with heated fluids is indicated uh, for severe bites. So, oh, shit. Okay. So, so yeah, if, if this thing bites you good... Uh, you get hooked up to like a, a simmering IV, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like a warm water IV. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. So, uh, as you could guess, uh, SCP five forty eight is a female cobalt tarantula, um, and it gives this scientific name, Curiopopo. Uh, 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 Pop. Oh God, I've just butchered that. <laughs> What's in these dead guy ales? Good lord. <laughs> Anyway, try that again. Take two. Curiopagopus uh, uh, levidus, uh, which is interesting because, like, when I first read that, I thought it was Creopagus because, like, Creo meaning That's what like, it kind of looks cold. like. But uh, I think uh, Curio. Cyrio? Cyrio, Curio, Cyrio. Um, I think instead that could be from the Greek word for like master or lord, uh, because uh, pagopus oh. means like frost or ice. So like, Creo is so like I guess like master of the frost, master of the frost, keeper of the <laughs> cold, gonna bite you, so you'll need a simmering IV. <laughs> My anyway. cinema tank, every four My... days, liquor nitrogen, <laughs> always okay. <laughs> right. Fuck, we're uh, squirrely. Yeah, we God are super we squirrely. squirrely tonight. We are squirrely tonight. Um, but that's all right. So, um, so, so yes. Uh, so it's so it's a cobalt tarantula of that name. Uh, seven point three centimeters long. So like four inches, four and a half inches, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, its venom undergoes a highly endothermic reaction on contact with living tissue. So endothermic means that it brings temperature in, it lowers temperature. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes sense why if you're bitten by this thing, you got to get treated for frostbite and uh, hypothermia. Um, 
in oh okay and this is this is wild too so uh, a single bite injecting less than 0.5 milliliters venom causes an average temperature drop of 38 degrees celsius in the affected area so that's like an 80 degree fahrenheit um temperature change it it's literally using ice fang to use another yeah, pokemon reference yes it's literally using ice fang um one bite is sufficient to cause localized frostbite in a human it may even be lethal should the venom reach the central uh, circulatory system. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, yeah, we humans are chilling at a balmy uh, 98.6 degrees and that gets dropped down to, um, yeah, like 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, that's it for you, bud. Yeah, that, that is it. Uh, You're going to turn so, your ass into ice cream. Right. <laughs> uh, and maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's the whole secret to um, SCP-490. Working in tandem with the with the SCP-548. Uh, um, <laughs> that would be, yeah. Oof. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, however, good news... Um, uh, SCP-548, uh, like most uh, Kyriopagopus species, usually avoids contact with humans. So, so again, this is why it's a Euclid. It's not like actively trying to harm you, but if you freak it out, if you mishandle it, um, yeah, you're going to get bitten. Uh, and and yeah, just like don't don't keep it cornered. Um, All right. I also thought this was kind of cool. So it's so it's uh, feeding structures are normal for a spider of its species, except for the uh, maxillae, which are like the big, like they're not exactly fangs, but they kind of look like fangs, like big mm-hmm. things, uh, which are extremely hard and serrated. Uh, it feeds by delivering a venomous bite, then dragging the prey to a safe location while it cools. While secluded, it proceeds to grind the prey's still frozen tissue into edible fragments. This feeding style requires unusual mouthpart strength. So that's it is. Kinda, that's kind of cool. Like it, it is right. It, it is. It's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite you as you're like cooling off. I'm gonna find some place a little more secluded, a little more intimate, and I'm just gonna nibble on your frozen body parts. Cause, cause yeah, like I think like so so like the smaller an animal is, typically the higher its body temperature. Um, okay, but then if it's smaller, it's going to cool off faster with this little bit of venom. So like, of course, these like mice that it's getting fed. Yeah. Those things are going to turn into mousicles, uh, uh, super fast. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just kind of like, it's like, uh, yeah, what I'd like to uh, present for you today is a deconstructed mouse burger, uh, with mouse, (laughs) mouse flesh shavings. And uh, <laughs> like it's yeah, like it's like everything it eats is just like little ice cubes, which I'm guilty of that. I sometimes will just go into the freezer and get an ice cube out and crunch on it. And you also are big on not heating your food up, like yeah, which is also true. Yeah, like uh, any sort of leftovers, uh, I very rarely heat up. I just I just eat them cold straight out of the fridge. So I got that going for me. <laughs> <laughs> are are you an ice spider, Josh? I could, you know, it it could very well be the case that I'm that yeah, I I was just talking about like getting bitten a la Peter Parker. Um maybe that's it. Maybe I got 
bit by uh, SCP-548 as it was also going through a gamma laser or whatever bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever bullshit. (laughs) So I looked up your... um... I looked up the cobalt blue tarantula, the Cyrano Papagopolis Lividus, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> and according to Wikipedia, the cobalt blue, blue tarantula is a mainstay in the pet trade, despite being fast and defensive tarantula with potent venom. Bites from oh, this species can result in, sev- in severe muscle cramps and inflammation. So you're not going to die, but it's not going to be pleasant. But, like, they seem, they're kind of pretty. Apparently, like, no, the they, males they are, are kind of gold, but then the females are blue. They are like they're they, sexually dimorphic, but yeah, yeah, no, they they look incredible, um, yeah, and yeah, really like, like really really pretty, and 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 the, at least the one photo they have on file for SCP uh, five forty eight, uh, yeah, it looks like a cobalt, um, uh, t- a cobalt tarantula, just like really really blue, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so there it is, right on. I like your ice spiders and it's weirdly appropriate because I have one more for us. And I think I've done a really good job this time of not being super terrible. Like I was in the last one. We don't have any surgeon crabs or drain worms. Right. Yeah. None of the like really freaky gross. Right. Yeah. But I do have uh, this, this uh, little one for us, Josh. This is SCP three, six, three, not centipedes. Uh, not, not centipedes. Not centipedes. It's not centipedes. I don't oh, know what God. it is, but it's sure shooting oh, is not centipedes. But it is definitely a keter. So that means it's super dangerous. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> let's let's see what it is. Special containment procedures. SCP-3... Wow. Try it again. SCP-363 specimens are contained in a 2 meter by 2 meter by 2 meter room. That is to be constantly illuminated by high power lighting. The lighting must be connected to multiple redundant power sources in case of a total system failure. Mobile Task Force Ada-7 is to be dispatched to assess the threat. SCP-363 is to be fed 20 lab mice administered every 48 hours. So, <laughs> well, geez, yeah, just totally, uh, yeah, like... Uh, one up my ice spider here like oh one one mouse every four days check this out i need 20 every 48 hours well but your spiders are also in their own little like deal they're little like 1.6 foot yeah, true containers this yeah. is like two meter by this is like what six by six by six feet like yeah true that is true oh, i also God. think i also think this might be a population instead of just a single deal okay okay yeah that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, and so um, here's our description. Oh, God. Um, SCP-363 are identical to Sclo... Okay, here we go. Scolopendera gigantea, or the Amazonian giant centipede. Dietary needs are identical, and DNA inspection has proven no dissimilarities to normal S... Gi- oh, God damn it. I hate Latin, Josh. Under normal circumstances, the appropriate size for S. gigantea in darkness... Um, or, or darkness defined here as a level of light under two lux, which mm. actively seeks out. However, they will grow rapidly and erratically to sizes up to and exceeding 10 meters by two meters. What? Oh, no. Oh, God. They do not retain the form of a centipede under these conditions. So far, reports have documented 
proboscis, tentacles, highly elongated <laughs> mandibles, an inconsistent number of eyes and legs, and in one case, data expunged. <laughs> oh. Which I love. I love that. I love how, like... Oh, God. Some SCP entries are so fucking Lovecraftian, because they'll, like... Yeah. They will give you gross shit. They'll give you weird, 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 and furthermore, it's expunged. Like it's yeah. so fucked up. You can't handle the truth, and I love, <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Um, they will revert back to normal size and appearance after two to three hours of illumination at a light of at least fifty lux. SCP three three sixty three will attack any animal emitting body heat and appears to be able to detect and hunt in total darkness. It is assumed that it uses other senses to hunt, with vision in secondary position. Reproductive cycles are that of a normal S. gigantia, with one difference. Rather than a cluster of leaves and dirt, eggs are laid and fertilized in the redacted cavity of a paralyzed data expunged ooh, following ooh. death. Oh, God. Oh, God. And we have um, got a couple little addendum notes here. Number one from Dr. Scalder, which I think is a hilariously appropriate name. <laughs> we determined that fire seems to scare or ward SCP-363 off. In light of this, we have equipped three members of MTF-807 Creepy Crawlies unit with military issues M2A1-7 flamethrowers. <laughs> And also, Josh, I would like to do just a little bit of like theater for the dear listeners. And if you, I, if you could go ahead and, because you, I had you pull this guy up. Yes. If yes, you could page down to, um, where are you? Oh yeah, uh, go down to addendum number three. Okay, addendum three. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, it says the interviewed is janitor, interview viewer, data expunged, revert to as I. Forward, interview conducted after uh, redacted, professed to a possible SCP sighting after firebombing of site redacted. Uh, begin log. Um, hello, redacted. Please sit down. Thank you. Now, you said you saw something after the firebombing. Care to, care to expand on that? It was, well, one of those guys from the MFT you had stationed there, A to 7, one of those guys, yeah. Do you know his name, perchance? Yeah, yeah, I talked to him once. That guy, uh, tell, one of the flamers. Are you sure it was him? No, no, I ain't sure. It It looked like him for sure, but there are all these things growing out of him, like insect legs, but all in random places from his chest, his arms, and... One of them was poking out of his eyeball. His eye was just gone, and his mouth, there were these, like, these pinchers, mandibles, all black. They were, and there were these things. Uh, continue. These things, centipedes, crawling in, in and out of holes in his flesh. He looked at me, his one eye gone all, it, it looked all like a bug's eye with, with facets and stuff, and he laughed, and I think he did anyway. And then? He he ran away. Thank you. End log. Oh, SCP-363, not centipedes, the worst goddamn thing I could have picked randomly. That is, <laughs> uh, that truly is, yeah, that truly is bad. I, which, again, it probably wouldn't be an SCP episode uh, if there weren't something just, just horrible. Uh, but, but, but yes, very, very Lovecrafty, 
but but yeah i i am i am i'm intrigued <laughs> i'm intrigued by this they're they're awful they're terrible they're gross uh you, you got any more for us there buddy you got one more you want um, to close this out with yeah uh, yeah i think i have a short one here i, I right. think i have a short one here uh so this is um uh, scp 924 the ice water men Ooh. Uh, this is a Euclid class because I don't know if I've ever had a Keter one in our two episodes because I'm I don't think you have you're usually pretty benign in yours because I'm a pussycat like that um, that's okay but... <laughs> there, there's so many you're allowed to True. be the pussycat and I'm allowed to be terrible no, okay f- f- fair enough okay but yeah so um, special containment procedures all specimens of SCP-924 are to be kept in separate Seven meter by seven meter by seven meter saltwater tanks uh, within Site 46. The water is to be kept at a steady temperature of 1.6 degrees Celsius. That's 35 degrees Fahrenheit. Very helpful that it has the conversion listed here. Mm -hmm. Uh, All observation points are to be constructed of reinforced glass. If a tank must be entered for reasons of experimentation or cleaning, the water is to be heated to a temperature of seven degrees Celsius. That's 44.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, entering tanks outside of these conditions is prohibited. Each SCP-924 is to be supplied with 85 kilograms of fresh meat on a monthly basis. Okay. Uh, to the, the, the capture or elimination of wild specimens of SCP-924 is to be carried out by Special Task Force Tau-2 Polar Pathfinders. <laughs> I so, love all the weird, like, little fucking names they got. Yeah, I love it. I love it, too. Okay, but but also, so, like, uh, 85 kilograms, that's roughly, that's, like, almost 200 pounds. I was going to say, that's quite a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, 200 pounds of fresh meat each month. I don't know if that's, like, all at once. I don't know if that's, like, divvied out throughout the month. But, no, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of meat there. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. All right. So SCP-924 is a species of pale humanoid measuring approximately two meters, uh, six and a half feet in height. Okay. The entities Gross. have the appearance of a waterlogged human corpse with the addition of several bony antler-like growths on the head and a set of external gills located just below the rib cage. Because, like, normally, you know, you think of mermaids, you think of... Uh, the like swamp thing gills are by the neck but this one is be- these gills are below the rib cage which i appreciate yeah uh different. they yeah they are capable of swimming at speeds up to 30 kilometers an hour Jesus. that's like yeah that's like 45 miles per hour that's that's yeah. wild they're clipping uh, almost 50 yeah almost 50 miles per hour uh and surviving at depths up to one kilometer SCP-924 requires a near-freezing Arctic environment to function properly and will lapse into a state of estivation. There's your SAT word for the day, uh, <laughs> high school juniors. Uh, <laughs> if the water around it rises above 4 degrees Celsius, uh, 39.2 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, SCP-924 uh, is an ambush predator attacking prey from underwater using either a hole in the ice as an appropriate ambush location or by simply breaking through the ice itself. So here's a little penguin. Here's a little uh, Arctic seal minding its business, just going along and then breaking out of the ice. SCP-924. 
Uh, It is highly sensitive to both smell and vibrations, allowing it to track prey from significant distances or through the ice. If the attack is successful, the target is promptly drowned by SCP-924. Following this, the body will be dragged down to the ocean floor for consumption. Uh, 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 SCP-924 was first recorded as a series of mysterious disappearances of ice fishermen in the area around Redacted. While the species uh, require a below-freezing environment to function properly, as its internal activity lessens as the temperature around it increases, it has been known to migrate south during the winter to find prey. The southernmost encounter with uh, one of these guys was approximately three miles outside of Redacted, Michigan. Ooh, okay. And, uh, Mark, I'm not sure if you're quite aware of this little bit of kind of regional history, but us here in Ohio, the Buckeye State, we have we have some beef with that state up north. Oh, yeah? That, with that team up north. There are, there are heated rivals, our bitter rivals, the... Uh, can barely even say the name Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan. Um, so 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 yeah, that there are some weird humanoid ice ice mermen and mer mermaids floating around in Michigan. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> well, fucking remember we talked in our mermaids episode, uh What's his nuts? Was up there at um not Champlain. But he saw mermaids up in the Great right. Lakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. I don't know. Yeah. So could Something. be. Could very well be. Could be. Um, and uh, so so I, I guess the only other sort of thing of note uh, about these guys is um, um, so when they capture some sort of prey and they drag it down and they eat it, they eventually like it. it it'll it, it'll float back up to the surface or whatever. Uh, okay. And it says that recovered bodies uh, show all signs of prolonged sub- submersion and high pressure. So, of course, going down mm-hmm. in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it says as well as liquefaction and consumption Ooh. of internal organs and muscles. Oh, uh, Bodies will also contain high levels of, vir- of virulent bacteria, <laughs> uh, which, when exposed to the human body, will break down most types of connective and muscle tissue while leaving skin and bones unharmed. So it sort of makes makes you into a, a a soup, and then drinks you at the ocean floor. <laughs> oh God. Uh, but but yeah. So so here. So that was my last um, SCP. And listeners, as you were probably, um, you know, like writing your copious notes and trying to connect the puzzles. So okay. So Josh, you had uh, SCP zero zero nine red ice. You had SCP-244, Ice Fog Jar. You had SCP-490, the Ice Cream Truck. You had SCP-548, Ice Spider. And now this last one, SCP-924, the Ice Water Men. I know that our audience is uh, intelligent and savvy and smart and can piece everything together. Uh, And Mark, clearly, I also know that you are as well. You clearly know what my theme is. Um... All of these SCP have the letter R in their name. R for red ice, R in jar, R in uh, cream truck, R in spider. Fuck you. R in water. 
So listeners, good on you. If you did that. <laughs> send us. <laughs> send us your notes. You'll get a two wizards um, super sleuth sticker. <laughs> we'll send you a, a trucker hat. <laughs> send you a trucker hat. That says I R smart. S M R T. We're gonna do the Homer Simpson spelling. Yeah. <laughs> but no, okay, but but truly, so yeah, we did just have this big snowstorm, ice storm. This was weird for me. Like I mentioned, uh yeah, like people rushing out and like panic buying supplies for this ice storm. And again, I was expecting like, oh, like Sheets of ice. We just had the Antarctic episode. I, I'm prepared. Sheets of ice and, you know, bracing up and uh, preparing to, you know, go out and you got to hunker down and make hearty soups. Um, but no, it was like, it was like weirdly reminiscent of the Brood X. Like this thing was hyped up and I was Aww. so excited. And, but then it was just like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to like sleet for two hours. Um, and then you just got to, yeah, like shovel your sidewalk, and uh, so so I was I was I was hoping I was preparing for this let down once again. Um, so uh, so see, I I wanted to pick kind of icy SCP, um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think the the iciest SCP that I encountered was uh, SCP one nine eight seven. Which is Josh in a peacoat um, shoveling <laughs> snow <laughs> out in front of his house. <laughs> oh, oh goodness! Uh, but 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 so 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 Mark, closing thoughts of of the SCPs that we've all talked about tonight. Which are the ones that, on the one hand. You would want to encounter. You would be like, "Hey, this would be, you know, this would be kind of cool to like see it in like a zoo exhibition kind of setting." And then on the other hand, which are the ones that you would want nothing to do with? Um, I would love to see mine the four seventy seven with or seventy yeah four seventy seven the like living like piece of sandstone with all the Cambrian fossils. That'd be that'd dopish. be super cool. I would love to like see them take this deal out. And, like, not like it, I don't know, like, because, yeah, it'd be, I guess you could do it like an aquarium, but, like, you just excavate, you know, X by X by X of it mm-hmm. and um, put it in a deal. And, like, how neat would it be to observe, like, this sandstone living enactment of uh, of Cambrian yeah. life? Like, literally, like, the first time that life on Earth got to just be stupid and do whatever it wanted, that'd be grand. But then at the same time, like, long-time listeners will know that I am horrified of centipedes. So I'm going to go ahead and say not centipedes. And, you yeah. you know, your ice cream truck, too, because I don't need to be turned into a fucking frozen treat. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, those are good. Those are two good ones. I, um, I don't know. On the one hand, I'm, I keep going back to um, SCP-244, the, the ice fog jar. Because I yeah. think... I think that could be harnessed for good. Like, uh, uh, yeah, there, there are continually all these wildfires that like ravage Colorado and California 
and Brazil and the Amazon for like rainforest, all these places. I think we could harness that for good. And like it would be an incredible like firefighting uh, measure. Um, or even just like, yeah, global temperatures are clearly rising. Let's just like, I don't know, put this thing on a raft in the Pacific Ocean, just pop the jar off and just like let that chill. Let that literally let that chill for like, I don't know, a couple years. And then yeah, we don't have to worry about global warming anymore. So that's one that I think we could harness for good. Uh, yeah, and 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 just and just do it. And I I think I share. Yeah, I think I share. Um, definitely would not want to come across the uh, ice cream truck. Um, yeah, yeah, not the not centipedes either, because those. Oh God. Ugh. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah yeah yeah. I think I I feel sufficiently. We we got our squirreliness out. We're, I feel we're, a little bit better. I feel a little bit less squirrely. Yeah. Yeah. It will. And and we're getting through. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully there's no more like severe winter storms coming our way, so that we can we can get you know back to at least something new and something fresh and something alive. And I'm 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 not sure, but I'm hopeful. Right on. I I like the hope at the end of it, and yeah. maybe that's that's what we need to take away is like, hey, we're not going to be trapped in you know this ice cream truck and turn into like Rose Ben and Jerry's, and or you know we're not going to be overrun by the plague of wee weird homunculi coming out of the <laughs> really sweet ass amphora, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I think the other question uh, that this episode has raised is. Um, how many mice do you think you would need to survive, like on a daily basis? Like me, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Because like we talked about the ice, the, the ice spider needing mice. Mm-hmm. Talked about the um uh the the, the 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 not yeah that was the not centipedes that also needed mice, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Twenty every two days. Yeah, like I mean, oh, <sighs> I don't know, dude. Like, what does a mouse weigh? Like four ounces yeah like that's and like half of that is like fur and bone and non-edible so do i have like wee tiny like mouse steaks or like mouse chops mouse steaks mouse brisket or yeah yeah, like mouse kebabs because i'm not gonna bother field dressing a mouse that seems like a waste of time or or i mean the other thing that i had was like yeah so like maybe uh yeah like if there were a way to like get the fur off but they just like get a whole bunch of mice and make like a big mice soup or stew or something like that. That seems a little more e- efficient. Uh, but so yeah, my I would super need... pert and trim like 194 pounds right now. I don't know, 50 mice a day maybe. I would no, which like makes me because yeah, I was gonna say like God damn, I I would need to eat a lot of mice. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't judge too quickly some of these things. Like God, jeez. <laughs> Um, I'm reminded of this story from the Donner Party where, like, you know, these people are lost in the mm-hmm. in the Sierra Nevada right. mountains. Right. And one person out scouting for food finds a mouse, and he digs through the snow for, like, 20 minutes to find this fucking mouse and ate it whole. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sure. And, like, just in the, how yeah. desperate. Yeah, but, like, just, just that, like, 
There is no... Okay, let's break this down. I bet a mouse and a Snickers bar are the same size. How many Snickers bars can you put down before you're full? <laughs> right. Well, or this dude, I'm sure, like, frantically, yeah, digging through snow and dirt and rocks for 20 minutes. I'm sure he expended more calories doing that than when he recuperated um, gulping this mouse hole. Yeah. Well, and it's so fucked up, too, because it talks about, like, um... Uh, what is it? Dan Brown's book. I want to say Dan Brown is the name. I don't think that's right, but in different mm. stars above really, really details it. But like he talks about how, like when you're starving, your body reaches a point and it says, fuck it. I don't need food. And it kind of turns everything off. But as right. soon as you eat, as soon as you have to, like, if you think of your body as a factory, as soon as you refire the furnace to like process this, whatever you've put into you, everything starts over. So mm. him, like, eating this little mouse essentially killed this kid because oh, it God. reactivated everything. Like, he'd not eaten for a week or something like that, and then right. he found the mouse and ate it whole, and it refired all his shit. Like, it's uh, it's terrible. But, yeah, um, conservatively, I could, I don't know, 30 Snickers bars in a day if I was really hungry. So, yeah, probably right. that. 30, right. 30, 30 to 60 mice, we'll say, depending yeah. on my mood and if I've just gotten off work or not. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, how much? And maybe uh, you know, tan the little mouse hides and make myself a cute little <laughs> overcoat and make some mittens. <laughs> Mark, like are you? Too. Are you just gray? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a mouse hide. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, mouse fur. Um. Well, hey, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, bud. It's yeah, it was nice running into you. <laughs> I'm a wizard. My name's Mark. Look at my podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure all thing. Right. Yeah. All right. Good buddy. <laughs> oh God. Well, yes, we do. We do have a podcast. This is another great uh, installation, installment, all that stuff. And we were both squirrely and at the start, and now I think we're both mousy at the end. Um, yeah. but, but that's, that is part of what it is. That's part of what it means to be a wizard. You start in one place, you end in another, how you get from A to B involves reading, uh, scpfoundation.com or whatever the website is. Uh, uh but yeah. <laughs> some, something like that. But listeners tell us what, what SCP have you encountered recently? Do are you the one who keeps like putting little chunks of meat into the giant Greek pot, and like monsters keep jumping out? Are are you that son of a bitch? We want to know. We want to hear from you. And uh, there are several ways that that you can contact us. You can send an email to two wizards podcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on Twitter at two wizards pod c one. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, coincidentally, I'm at Plaid Barbarian. Mark is on Twitter at Marky Stardust. He has another podcast, which is great and phenomenal. Mark, tell us about what this other thing is. Oh, the other one is, of course, the Dangle podcast, where me and my buddy Johnny take two episodes of King of the Hill, and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and lows, and we rate it and see if it still holds up. Because So right now, Josh, we are in season four. Um a little bit like we're getting ahead of ourselves a bit because Johnny and I record several episodes ahead of time. But like, oh, okay. yeah. man, we just kicked into season four. Peggy's falling out of the plane. She broke every damn bone in her body but lived. <laughs> um, And holy shit, dude, like just looking ahead to the future, these are the glory days yes. of Dangle Podcast and or King of the Hill. Like mm-hmm. 
this is like this is what you, this is what you're gonna remember and love, and we're getting into it now, and it's great. But also, Josh, you missed one of our very crucial plugs. <gasps> oh, you no, can I also didn't. find us at Two Wizards Podcast on Instagram, because <gasps> that's right, listeners. I rebooted that bitch. We're doing it again. We're doing. We're doing it, it again. <laughs> and God, maybe just maybe I'll get a Facebook page too. Who could fucking say? Who knows? With with everything going, look, the way that I see it. Joe Rogan's loss is the two wizards gain. So who knows? Like all these people, oh, I'm leaving Spotify. Well, no, don't leave Spotify because you can find us on Spotify. So yeah, instead of find us on Spotify yeah, and find us podcast on Spotify. on Spotify. Right, yeah. Don't 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 throw the baby out with the bathwater, because we're sweet little mousy babies. Um <laughs> We're tiny mouse babies about to be dumped in SCP, not centipede for 343 or whatever the fuck it was. This tank. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, thank you for joining us. And actually, you know, what would be great. What's and, that? And I don't know if we've ever like said this before, but if you've listened to this episode, tell, do what, do us a favor. Tell one other person say, Hey, I yeah. listened to this thing called the two wizards podcast. Check it out. F- like, look at their episode titles. Maybe, like, you too are also into unicorns. Or you like to garden. Or whatever. But what would be really neat is if you told just one other person. So, like, hey, I listen to this thing called the Two Wizards Podcast. And don't even, like, try to do the hard sell of, like, so when are you going to... De- no, just, like, tell them. Hey, I listen to the Two Wizards Podcast. That'd be That'd be pretty swell. Yeah, that that would be great. Uh, I kind of pride us on never being one of those like podcasts like, hey man, go rate and review. But you know what? Yeah, go rate and review. We, we um, don't. Do we're that. on um, Apple Podcast. Give us that sweet ass five star. We're on Spotify. They have a rating system. Give us that sweet ass five star. We're on iHeartRadio and Pan. Literally anywhere you can find a podcast, except for mm-hmm. Stitcher, because Stitcher is weirdly gatekeepery about what they publish. <laughs> Good for them. That's fine. Yeah, sure. But that's, that's their prerogative. Go tell somebody, rate us, just say, hey, man, check out Two Wizards. Or or just say hi. We love our listeners. I love every goddamn one of you. Like, I do, we, we love we to hear consistent, from you. Yeah. You don't know the joy it is to log in and look at our analytics and say, holy cow, we got another download in India. Or So, so yeah, tell us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We, and we will uh, treat you like the uh, scholars and gentlemen and gentlewomen that you are. So thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. It's always a it's always a blast. It's always fun to hang out. Uh, my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I'm a tiny baby mouse. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> he rolled upon his back. And after that, I killed them all! Ah!